Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Reroll Zero, and um, I'm a writer that wants to get be published. I fe- I figured our first uh, episode or my first podcast would be about a subject that everybody can you know learn or talk about. So I would say that um, our first subject today would be about Star Wars Battlefront Two. It was recently. It had its last update maybe I think two, three weeks ago, and um, I think uh, just in general, there should be a bigger uh, or uh, better response for releasing games, you know, that are halfway done, and Star Wars Battlefront 2 started out very much like that. I guess a good thing to start off with was being like, you know, where these games came from and, you know, how did we get here? And, um, well, I think one way to start that off would be to say, um, Star Wars Battlefront 1, which started off with a development company called Pandemic. Pandemic was, um, I think originally under the Arma Activision, then, um, because I think they made a couple of, like, third-party titles, essentially. I th- I think it was a, a mech video game, if I'm not mistaken, and so... After that, they kind of got they they kind of got their past their first uh, video games developed, and then they got contracts for Star Wars Battlefront One and Mercenaries and a couple other titles that that they um, developed. And it was, even though you could say for all their third person uh, shooter titles, they or third person um, camera titles that they could have just been very lazy because. Um, Nothing's too different about all three of them, um, spe- uh, specifically, uh, you know, um, gosh, what's it called? Um, Star Wars Battlefront Mercenaries and the other one. Um, but at the same time, they were consistent, and consistency is good, especially in a time where, um, you know, um, spont- spontaneity is not good when developing a video game, especially if it's like a big budget release, regardless Big Blood release or indie, it doesn't matter. It's just you have to be consistent with your updates and make sure that, you know, that you consistently deliver on your product. Uh, one thing I will say is that... So when they developed Star Wars Battlefront 1, it was a good... It was... It was a, it was a, uh, okay to average the good. Meaning, um, you know, the concept is there, you know... Of story mode slights or a slight story mode, the idea of classes to pick which have specific jobs, and you know the concepts are there. The graphics don't look super great, especially for a uh, original Xbox and PlayStation Two title. Specifically, when I think um you know Metal Gear Solid 2 debuted before that, or about the same time, and I know it's like it's kind of un- unfair to say like a not a not a triple A title, but like a a big budget title compared to something that could have been indie, or even though it, ha- it has the Star Wars name and contract to it, it ca- that may not be a you know a big budget game at, c- compared to Rogue Squadron at the time, which Rogue Squadron was still or was at its second game, more or less. So the graphics are alright compared to its competition. And and then, um, you know, four years later, uh, their second game comes out, Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's much better 
the controls I don't remember um but the graphics are much better they either saw they either saw that before or just were very committed to make the graphics better there are selectable heroes which if you get enough points you can um play uh as or uh with that character or whatever uh such as like Darth Maul or Obi-Wan or something like that and then um it was it's kind of awful cuz it they were both released cuz it's a multi-platform title they were both released near the time when new consoles i think like 2005 were about to come out like Xbox 360 and PS3 and uh, at least for the Wii I remember i think Wii was coming around out around like 2006 2007 and then with that uh mentality so it kind of only had like you know a couple of years before the new systems came out and i know it doesn't matter with pc because pc is kind of um you know a general idea um or a general like platform of improvement or whatever but um uh they um you know they they didn't have as much of like time to be on uh you know like xbox live or the psn network or whatever to you know have more time with their title like you know like um gosh what's it called uh halo 2 halo 2 released until 2004 so at least at the very least it had two three years before the advent of the new consoles came out and you know you wanted to switch out to another um part of the franchise so and then um you know pandemic unfortunately after that time gets bought out by ea and same thing with bioware bioware got bought up at ea at the time as well and um ea has them make uh mercenaries 2 and a couple other games and then they you know they kind of have the development company fold and that's unfortunate because you know if they're doing all right or you know if they're doing okay then you have no reason at all to shut them down so bandai makes you shut down and in the meantime what happened between them probably or them being shut down and them and them not developing star wars battlefront there's two star wars battlefront games for handheld consoles and i don't remember when they released um but i think it was called star wars um rebellion or star wars something of that nature <laughs> yeah that's a great title um what was interesting about it it had like two hero vehicles like the millennium falcon i think the slave one or something like that i think like there was a bosk i think as a hero or something like that and it was probably the most interesting aspect. They had a create your own character segment, which they put that in the Star Wars Battlefront 1 made by EA in, uh, I can't think of the year, 2014, 2015. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is, uh, so the PSP game had a lot of interesting ideas. Unfortunately, it was also on a handheld system, so it was great for, you know, like pretty much Japan and, and you know, some people with handhelds in, um, the USA, but again, it didn't have the multi-platform release as the similar title, so it kind of, I would imagine it didn't do as well as it wanted to be. Then there was another handheld title that was for the Nintendo DS, and I think the same problem with the, uh, with the PSP title that was only released on one system, so you only got comments from one source or one direction so you couldn't um you know get as as many 
helpful reviews, positive and negative, um, to correlate what you wanted to do um, with your, you know, with the next game. So I I remember seeing the the PSP one or the PlayStation Portable one, and I was, you know, I was sad. I was disappointed because, you know, why why only release on, um, ha- uh, you know, handheld or something like that, or, you know, um, uh, you know, it's, it's like, a, I think, uh, almost a problem, like, uh, what's it called, uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, where it was released on handheld initially, and then it came, or it arrived in the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, and I, I imagine an anthology for a PS, a PS3 and PS4, or PS3, and, um, Seeing a game like that on a console is is absolutely amazing. I wish more companies put their handheld games on consoles. Like um, thinking about Nintendo, they they started to do that with the Wii U, but not enough uh, Wii U or what not enough handheld games for the Wii U console. So unfortunately for that, um, uh, I think I think the Lucas Arts employed at the time Lucas Arts didn't do that. You know. And so we're seeing, and recently we're only seeing them come back, all those all those uh, wonderful or weird Star Wars games, on uh, on Origin for some reason, and like a couple other like places where you know digital storefronts are. And um, sorry, I was getting a little bit distracted. Um, what I should say is. Um, now you know skip ahead a couple of years from those four games to Star Wars Battlefront One. Star Wars Battlefront One was pro was uh, you know it was different. I didn't like it. Um, it was great because it had the star or like the created character thing from the PSP game, like I mentioned previously. It the um, the gameplay itself uh, it was a little bit iffy. Um, I tried returning to it before, um, I had, uh, before, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of it. Anyway, I, I tried it a little bit, at, um, when I started streaming on Mixer a little bit, um, uh, I think two, three years ago, and, uh, the load times are awful, and, that's probably the biggest takeaway. Other than that, the they they did their like homework on the graphics. The graphics are amazing, but unfortunately, that's kind of where you know the good and bads are stop. Is that the graphics are amazing, but there's not too much else look in the game. There are co-op missions what they put which they put in the game, which are a good idea, but they. They don't lend themselves to having you play them too much, and that's un- that's unfortunate. So, um, again, that's a good idea, but you know, not uh, not done well. So, so after two three years, they come back to the table, and then they release Star Wars Battlefront Two, and you can't mention you can't mention those accursed words that every review starts off with because it's just it's absolutely awful nobody i i swear i don't want to hear it i don't want to read about it because so many um interviews or reviews for that matter focus on those words specifically and you know that's what your mind is the whole time you're like well 
what what about it you know it's there's it's it doesn't exactly have an effect on the game and a lot of the time people are saying that because again they're not playing the game enough so or again they're having somebody that plays too much and you know they have an unfair advantage anyway so I understand the need for them to put that issue in the spotlight but for right now or um you can't mention those accursed words those accursed words is just they're absolutely annoying and they don't need to be present um so yeah star wars battlefront 2 that was another one that was incredibly or incredibly annoying uh part of star wars battlefront 1 that ea made um there was no campaign and so star wars battlefront 2 when it released it had a campaign so that was a step in the right direction the campaign character, Iden Versio, is actually it's actually a great character. Unfortunately, they they added DLC, which kind of makes it a moot point. They they introduced a character and then they removed said character all in one all in one go, and that's unfortunate too. So they had Iden Versio, which is you know a good good idea. And then, you know, it's unfortunate, too, because they also made the character of, like, almost really generic, unfortunately, because they had the they had the great sense of making this character, but they didn't want to give them too, too much, I think, I guess, autonomy for other, I think, studios or, you know, media companies to make a better idea or version of that character. Like, um, like the vehicle that uh, Aiden is associated with in both the multiplayer and the campaign is a TIE fighter, but the TIE fighter only has three red stripes on the, on one of the wings or, you know, um, gosh, I can't think, uh, or basically the wing. And so I was thinking, you know, why, why didn't they, you know, have them have her fly a, you know, a a unique winged vehicle instead of a generic vehicle with just a slight paint job to mark it as being different that kind of you know that's one that's one thing that was bad another thing is that oh it's great that in the campaign you can choose whatever you want uh weapon that you want pertaining to the situation but the fact that um all, like all the concept art all all the screens and in the game, she only has one weapon, but you can, as a general like class, you can use that weapon as well. So that's another mark, unfortunately. So a generic vehicle with only a slight difference, a generic weapon. Um, and I, I think that almost even pertains even to uh, merch as well, which is unfortunate. Because um, if... If you look on Amazon, they're just the package is marked Inferno Soldier, which is um, Iden's like group, or like um, you know, yeah, special group. So you, they didn't even want to, you know, like I don't know, give her special attention or whatever, because um, yeah, it's there's a lot of things which it was good that they made an original or unique character, but it was three th like two th two things in game and, th and another third one outside and like a couple others but it's hard to determine that i think the last thing that you could say that that um that ea did that 
uh, like undermines the character a lot is that um, she has a special droid with her and she uses it to stun enemy troopers or to disable stuff. And unfortunately, she just calls the droid droid. So, you know, they didn't even give her... They didn't give the droid a unique moniker or idea so that it just kind of comes off feeling hollow and almost, I would say, lazy because they didn't give enough of a distinction to the droid or the, her character or, you know, just something that would have been better overall because, um, but they gave her so much generic stuff that, it, um, the protagonist feels, you know, cheapened. It feels like, um... Like, it feels like, I think, the idea of it, as it were, it was, I think it was going to be a good idea that having it be, um, kind of like a generic trooper, but at the same time, um, you know, that, that's what I think, or one fifth thing, and one final thing now that I think about it is, um, there are, uh, all the levels are kind of designed, you know, where they're just, they're kind of like Call of Duty where they're kind of one in, or where they're kind of just, you know, short. And that's another problem I feel like it hurt the game so much and probably why, um, you know, Star Wars Fallen Order, the next game, not by, not by DICE, not by Motive, not by the lots of companies that weren't, went to work on the game, but by um, a single development company. That's why Star Wars Fallen Order was such a, you know, big deal because it's not like missions are... Or the the game is not a mission, you know. It's it's open ended. You can go wherever you want. Um, and again, with Star Wars Battlefront Two, that's not a case. Again, you know, missions are structured like Call of Duty or Battlefront, where they're just, you know, you don't do too much in them. Just it's you know, it's just like action set pieces where, um, lots of great crazy things happen, but you're you're not at liberty to find them out on your own. You're on pretty much a rail. Like, it's, you know, it's a rail shooter, but you have the slight mobility that you want or need. Kind of almost like, in, even if you go so at, and so far as to, like, you know, Halo or Gears of War or something like that, where you can still, like, you know, move around, but when when the story's happening, they want you to notice. So, um... So anyway, specifically uh, speaking, there's a lot of problems with the campaign. It's a good starting point, but unfortunately, hopefully they make a better um, attempt if Star Wars Battlefront 3 is a, uh, is a possibility, but I'm not entirely sure. So um, continuing off of that, um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 had a campaign. There's a lot of flaws, but at the same time, it's if there are no flaws, then you know, nothing's wrong with the game, and you know, why are why are you bringing it up um or you know or you can say it's it's awesome fully or it's fully awesome again for this one uh which was another uh good good point that they brought up is that they had more characters not from uh that's that's what I was going to say Star Wars Battlefront 1 was good in the sense or Star Wars Battlefront 1 from EA was good in the sense that they had a lot of characters that even pandemic didn't have a chance to create like um they had lando calrissian they had you know nian nub they had greedo they had dingar they had a lot of characters which you know either pandemic didn't have a chance to develop assets for them or you know textures or models for them or they just didn't care and 
both Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, a lot of people, now that I think about it, they said that, oh, you know, they were lazy because there's only four weapons for each class. And at the same time, well, I'm going like, yeah, but Pandemic also was lazy because so many characters have the same model or same weapon like Boba Fett. Boba Fett has the same blaster rifle and the same flamethrower and it's the same model and you know and they and a lot of heroes and villains in Star Wars Battlefront 2 made by Pandemic have a lot of carryovers like Han Solo has the uh like C4-esque weapon that that the engineer has like you know so you can call them out for being lazy and I feel like again it's 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 a very much nostalgic thing with the older ones with Pandemic ones because you don't want to you know um, be negative towards the old ones because you have such, you know, you have such an admiration of them, but at the same time, uh, you need to say something, you know, like, you you can, you should be able to say these things without being so, you know, without being so affected, because, um, sure, EA was lazy, but Panamic was just lazy as well, so there's precedent for these things, don't, don't get super angry. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, um, so from them kind of being, uh, lazy for Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, I, I can't go on more about it besides the launch because the launch is what I want to, like, you know, go on and talk about. Again, there's a campaign, there's multiplayer, there's, um, heroes versus villains, and, um, that was another good part of the game that they didn't just focus on the galactic uh whatever era that the first game focused on with only characters from that era so for this game you have like yoda and like darth maul which is cool so the other the other thing is um or it's or it's like you have darth maul and you have like you know young obi-wan or whatever so for like two different examples i guess um but anyway uh so that's another like boon and that kind of and there's arcade which arcade is not a bad idea but the i remember the initial ai or the initial um cpu or robot or whatever you want to call it um it was very poor and it was hard to have a a good experience of the mode because um since the ai was so poor it was hard to you know have that idea of like it being really fun like i get it it's kind of like an arcade experience like like most sega games were or you know, like Capcom or whatever, but um, it's an, like say it's like an arcade experience, and but at the same time, it kind of just leaves itself there. So again, there's campaign, multiplayer, arcade, and that's it for the three modes. Because again, like the and Starfighter Assault, and that's why I think Star Wars Battlefront Two or had you know had been dealt such a bad hand was. That there were like four development companies, or at least EA was a publishing one, and then um, DICE was the main development one, then Criterion, which was, you know, they made, I think, the Burnout series. They made, um, gosh, what's it called? Like three, or, you know, um, they they handled the, or sorry, I, not three, I don't know what I was going to say right there. Um, they had, um, gosh they handled the starfighter segments and unfortunately that's one other thing about the campaign there's not enough starfighter segments there should have been way more of those um 
But um, Criterion handled the, I think, the Starfighter segments for multiplayer and the campaign, probably. And there was another company called Motive, and I don't know what Motive did. Motive was another, like, company they just created for Star Wars stuff, and I didn't know why or what their job was. So, unfortunately, from all this, they fired... I remember it was a story that I didn't, didn't, take, I didn't th- think about too much, but... Um, uh, Criterion was fired, or at least, you know, removed from the project, so Star- Starfighter updates were pretty much null and void, except for the first update, or first or second update, which gave, which gave out the space, um, uh, space battleground of Dakar or whatever, and that's it, if I remember correctly, so there was only one space map update, and, um, yeah, so that was unfortunate. I again, I don't know what motive did, but I imagine that they, you know, more or less face a similar fate. I don't know. I imagine again, like Dice is still Dice is still probably probably still fine or good because they didn't have so much backlash. And again, they have um, they have Battlefield to go or you know to to work on again. So, um, but anyway, uh, unfortunately, you know. It released. Um, it was it was a marked improvement from Star Wars Battlefront One. Well, well, unfortunately, removing a lot of the character creation aspects. It, they did eventually, but again, it was it was um, uh, it was uh, it was. T- they took too much time to release or release set updates, and that was another significant thing. But it was at a, uh, you know, this, I'm still wanting to talk about launch. I don't want to, I don't want to make Star Wars Battlefront look, to look better because, you know, um, and again, same thing with, with older games too that had, you know, that launched halfway done. I, I want them to be released as full-fledged games instead of, you know, um, charging subsequently for, um, the next game after that with you know the the newest class or the newest classes or the new the newest maps or something like that they need to stop doing that and um yeah so star wars battlefront 2 um it came out um again it's still not i think people make the word bad to or they make it, you know, seem worse than it is, and it wasn't. It was, it was average to good. It was probably, honestly, good to better. You know, it was a, it was a marked improvement. They, they included that campaign, which was much better than last time. And this is a word to Call of Duty. Don't ever, don't, don't, don't. Don't forget to put in a campaign Call of Duty because that was a big detriment to Call or Black Ops Four. Um, um, it has uh, it has multiplayer and it has an arcade mode, which I know uh, last you know further installments down the line included the instant action slash the offline modes that you know that you really wanted to play, but it was not initially in the game at, at all. But again, like we can't focus on that. We got to focus on the launch game itself. But again, like. Gay, uh, like, oh, like again with the launch, I want to focus on you know just games. If they didn't have any other updates, you know how would the game be? And like again, like I was saying, 
and even if they say like with said updates like oh you you know we just it was it was uh they just they just thought of it right there no they've been planning this for eons they've just been waiting for it to you know drag it out the experience as much as possible because that's that's how they know to survive if you release a full game with all of its intended features then you know it's initially played then forgotten about so yeah so that's why they want to you know put as many updates out and drag it out as much as possible which pretty pretty much how all of you know social media slash youtube works you know twitch mixer whatever because people you know crave consistency people crave more updates for their favorite games so star wars battlefront 2 came or star wars battlefront 2 came and went and again i i i i cannot stress this enough of you know video games need to be released fully done i know it's like they want it people want these things to last forever but it's a good idea to say when does it when does something end on a high note you know when does something end you know in a good way you don't want to be simpsons over here with 30 plus years and you know they're clearly you know they're clearly you know not out of ideas but they're i think you know they lost their passion for it they lost their you know they kind of just see it as a job versus you know something that they want to work on so and and unfortunately in that influence you know star wars fallen order because probably people picked up star wars fallen order and assumed okay this game's going to be absolutely you know terrible but it wasn't it was actually you know a great marked improvement in the in the eyes of EA's EA published um you know different company developed games so um again I I I wish it was more complete when it released I can't speak about you know all the updates because again all the updates improve the game every now and then I feel like again Finn and Phasma should not have been part of the um crate update in Star Wars Episode 8 because um because it just seemed super awkward with the beta that John Boyega or whatever he said like oh welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront 2 but I'm not in the game yet so it just feels it just sounds awkward um and same thing with Phasma they I think they struggled so much to deal or to develop for her a significant move list or move type and they still they still struggled super hard it's like it's like seeing Marvel heroes, you know, or Marvel heroes or manga, whatever you want to call it, uh, and see like characters like I, uh, Colossus. Colossus is one I think Kitty Pride is one where they, um, and gosh, I'm trying to think of other characters that they struggle with moves super hardcore, um, where it's like Colossus has like four or three assists or whatever. And it just kind of like it's it's goofy because again like they they really struggle with Colossus' move set because like what else are you gonna do with a guy that has you know armor or whatever? And I looking at Marvel Heroes to um uh like same thing with like Kitty Pride is like Kitty Pride in the sense of like X Men Legends too and like she was she, that's why she was probably passed over so much because it's like how do you make this character have a move set and how to make you know how to make them you know um a good character to play with and as 
and they they have her in Marvel Heroes, and they a lot of her moves are are just they they either don't make sense or they're really like underwhelming. So that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, they you know they struggle with Phasma, and I almost feel like they struggle with Finn too because he only has a blaster, and like two of his moves are mostly better for you know um, uh, the game modes in in the for Star Wars Battlefront two. Uh, for galactic assault or you know capital supremacy or whatever um and same thing with phasma phasma has a turret which i the turret's the most conf- confusing thing ever and the um uh combat baton from star wars episode 8 so and a he and a heal for her as well so um you know i think they struggle a lot they sh- i think again too they um so I think they should have been initially added to the game instead of the Star Wars Episode Eight um, update to the game. I think um, you know, uh, just they should have had like, ins- um, you know, they should have had a better um, idea of how to go about, you know, making sure that the game is fully tested, fully, you know, ready to go. Um, and they didn't, and you know, their work shows and it's unfortunate because again, like, um, I know it's, this is probably another random thing to consider, but it's like, I remember sometimes some YouTubers talked about how, remember how each like move, how, how most movie games were absolutely awful and that the developers themselves either had an impossible job to do or they, you know, um, they just, that was their contract. So this is the end result. And so, you know, again, either, either the game is awful because they didn't care or they did not have a significant time to develop it in a short uh, period of time, you know? And, uh, from that, it's just, you know, I think Star Wars Battlefront 2 is kind of that. It's a bad movie game, but also it, it, it is, you know, passable enough so that it, you know, it is, you know, it's not as bad as game as it could have been. Like, you know, if they didn't have the flight segments or whatever, it could have been worse. If it didn't have, you know, the campaign, it would have been worse. And even if they did, if even if they removed both of those features and focused on the rest of the game, it still would have been just as bad. So the good thing is, you know, it's not as bad as people say. It's just, it's it's passable to average to good to better. So it's, this is definitely a marked improvement and hopefully with star Wars battlefront three or, you know, star Wars, I don't know what the next one's going to be. If it's going to be fallen order two or another another unique IP or another new property within the star Wars universe, I don't know what's going to happen. And I can't, you know, I can't say whether or not it'd be good to, you know, to kind of try and like figure out what the next thing gonna be. Anyway, um, sorry, I I rambled on a lot about Star Wars Battlefront Two, but if you th- if you like this at all, or if you like the um, uh, podcast at all, thank you for listening. Um, I don't know how long I'm gonna work on it, but this was um, this was different to record instead of just uh, recording video games like with Twitch or Mixer. So um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and um, this is Reroll uh, Zero signing off.